0: Looking for a special gift for that fag in your life? Whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa! whoa. Get that friend of Armstrong and Getty some A and G merch. Ah! New for '19, our latest AMG logo tees, hoodies, and more. The Punch violence in the face T-shirt, or the Castigat Redendo Morris tee is available.
0: The Yo 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 and the updated Stupid Should Hurt tee. The new Cal Unicornia state flag tee. We even brought back our classic ANG ketchup and mustard logo.
1: Buy them now at the Armstrong and Getty Superstore.
0: Find it at armstrongandgetty.com.
1: Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of
0: Armstrong and Getty. This idea of performative politics—I hadn't come across this. I'd thought about it, but. I'm not smart enough to put it as clearly. Last Monday, Representative Greg Walden of Oregon became the 15th Republican member of the House to announce his or her retirement from public office in advance of the 2020 election. Ranking member of the House Energy and Commerce Committee. Cool gig. That's big. Cool gig. You wouldn't think a person like that would step down. Told Politico in a statement, the time has come to pursue new challenges and opportunities. Uh, Despite being confident, he could win another term if he wanted to. The move shocked much of Washington, but not Brendan Buck, former counselor to House Speaker Paul Ryan. Thoughtful legislating is not rewarded anymore, Buck told the dispatch, which is a new uh, political thing. We live in an uh, era of entertainment politics, and if you want to work your way up through the system, the answer no longer is learning policy, putting your time in at the committee level, and becoming a legislator. The way to get ahead now is to go on television and use hyperbole and say crazy things, and so it is no surprise that some of our more thoughtful legislators
1: are deciding to leave. Did you see the fawning, gag-inducing New York Times piece on Adam Schiff over the weekend? I did not. Oh, it was just awful, and it's so one of the worst parts of it is so soft-pedaled the whole Russia hoax thing. It it, it uh, took a quick glance at that, but then moved on quickly. Saying, Let him off the hook for, ro-
0: for saying, I've seen the evidence and all that sort of crap.
1: Right. Right. And just went to what a rock star he is in impeachment. It was disgusting. But Adam Schiff is a beautiful example of that. I, I, I don't recall ever hearing somebody say, listen, he is a serious, uh, aggressive, quiet man who seeks the truth at every opportunity. No, he's a showman.
0: Well, and uh, I, I remember Paul Ryan saying one time that when he came to Congress, and I don't know when that would have been, '90s sometime, I'm guessing, he said when he got there, somebody took him aside and said, here's what you want to do, become an expert in something. Mm -hmm. Pick an area that you want to become an expert in and become an expert in it, and then you work your way up through the committees that are involved with that. And that's what he did. He made his thing um, uh, budgets and all Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Some people go with foreign policy or military or whatever. Well, this is saying that, no, that's not the way you do it anymore. You, you say outlandish, outlandish things on cable news shows. Mm-hmm. That's the way you go up. And Jonah Goldberg went on to say in the morning dispatch, um, it strikes a chord with me, this performative politics idea, because it jibes with arguments I've been making for a while now, uh, including in my book. I write about how one of the chief drivers of our political dysfunction is how we're increasingly following politics as a form of entertainment.
1: Nobody could argue with that. Oh, no, no, that's clearly
0: true. When you go to the movies, you root for the hero. Once you've bonded with the hero, you can forgive all sorts of terrible things you would never forgive in real life, from torture to wanton killing. Well said. The emotional sweet tooth in our brain loves it some vengeance, whether in comedic or dramatic form.
1: Liam Neeson's gotten rich on this idea.
0: A lot of cable news addicts watch thoughtful discussions about public policy and respond like Homer Simpson when he accidentally stumbles on Garrison Keillor's Lake Wobegon. (laughs) Want more funny? (laughs) Boring. Boring. Um, yeah, that is really interesting. So that is what we're doing. We bond with the hero. And then, you know, they rob a bank, but uh, they had to rob a bank because they're doing it for the right reasons sure. or, or whatever.
1: Yeah. Let's tell her to get over having a gun waved in their face. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, That's what's going on with politics? Now. I'm, I'm not going to name any names, and I urge you not to name any names either, Jack, but The quietly, earnest, serious, intelligent type of legislator, I have seen some of them get more grandstandy. I mean, notably more grandstandy. And some of them say, to hell with it, I can't take D.C. anymore. This is not my thing. Right. Yeah, and that seems to be the two main responses. Those who remain true to their their characters or, or their... You know, their mentor's suggestions, like we were talking about Paul Ryan, generally just labor away in obscurity and nobody cares.
0: There are 435 people in the House, 100 in the Senate. And this this pops into my head every once in a while when one of them shows up on television or something and they're being interviewed and I think, I didn't even know that person existed. Mm-hmm. Especially with senators. There's a, there's only a 100 of them, but there are a bunch of senators you've never heard of, you've never seen their face. Right. The main reason for that is they don't go on cable news shows and say crazy things. Mm-hmm. That's the number one reason you don't know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. And is there anybody that thinks it's a good thing that we're moving more toward performative politics? We're going on radio and TV shows and saying really strong or funny things. Funny's a big one too. Old what's his name Kennedy down in Louisiana. Yeah, that gets you on tries TV a, a lot. Hard, oh boy. Well, gets you on TV a lot. Yeah. Well, okay. So we're in the era of performative politics. I don't think anybody would claim that that's a good thing. That's clearly no. where we are, and I doubt it ends anytime soon. Trump, the
1: gr- the greatest ever thus far. Um. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see how it how it goes. What it leads to. I mean, in a very real sense, Nixon and his sins led to uh, Jimmy Carter. The soft-spoken Georgia fundamentalist Christian. And, you know, in in, in many ways, uh, George W., the tough-talking Texan, led to the cool, effete Chicago intellectual Obama. And, you know, we veer back and forth. I, these things generally self-correct a little bit. Nah, not this time. We're but doomed. I wonder whether We're just doomed. the character of the people has changed. <laughs> and, and, you know, we've said this in a dozen different contexts. A quietly earnest message will not break through. It won't break through uh, in the media, won't break through in politics. Won't no, I break blame through the, voters. On the media screen, on the movie screen, rather. I blame the voters, by the way. I want to yes. make that
0: clear. I do not blame various politicians for taking this direction. We, we, this is what we hunger for. This is what we, this is what we elevate. This is what we
1: pay attention to. We're getting what we deserve. I believe that in this case. Um, Should we start going through idiocracy to grab clips from it? Probably to use it it's a it, it used to be a ridiculous comedy it's become a documentary about um when american politics gets so ridiculous well performative uh, right exactly yeah <laughs> well you'd have to watch it but it is one of my favorite
0: armstrong and getty you're listening to the best of the armstrong and getty show New for 19. a merch. Our latest a g logo, tees, hoodies, and more. I am now at the Armstrong and Getty Superstore. Find your
1: armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. The, the California Globe is a uh, lesser-known publication, but they have done some incredibly thorough journalism on the West Coast bomb explosion, as we've been calling it. It's entitled The Homeless Industrial Complex, and it is so good. It is astoundingly good journalism. It, is, uh, it puts the L.A. Times to shame, for instance, just in its uh, rigorous investigations. For, they begin with several paragraphs on the situation in the City of the Angels. I'll just pluck words here and there. Rats have taken over the city. Multiple rodent-borne, flea-borne illnesses, plague, typhus, louse-borne illnesses, measles, tuberculosis exploding. Typhus, hepatitis, tuberculosis, shingella, diarrhea, trench fever, there's lice again. Medieval, is reported by the Atlantic, medieval diseases are infecting California's homeless. Trench fever? Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, that's just a summary of the first two long paragraphs.
0: I'd hate to be in the waiting room there and the doctor comes in bad news. We, we took a look at it and it's, it's trench fever. What, it's, what, what
1: now? What? There are estimated to be over 55,000 homeless in LA County. That's at, a lot. At least 130,000 statewide in Cal Unicornia.
0: Which is somewhere between a quarter and a third of all of the homeless people in the country.
1: Right. Living on sidewalks, parks, parking lots, vacant lots, the beach, no sanitation, trash collection, rats, fleas, mosquitoes, ticks, mites, and lice, etc. And and now to dive into some more of the substance of it, and this is so good. The problem of the homeless could be completely solved in a few months if there were the political and judicial will to get it done. The National Guard could be deployed, working with city and county law enforcement Homeless could be sorted into groups, criminals, substance abusers, mentally ill, undocumented aliens, and all the rest.
0: That has been uh, my cry for many, many years. Quit using one term to describe a whole bunch
1: of completely different groups. And then, uh, yeah, because that renders it useless. Uh, We need to treat the sick, they say. But you got... Bacteria on the one hand, you got viruses on the other, you got mental illness, you, got a, you, you know, got a broken ankle. Yeah, it's right. Exactly. Yeah. Well said. It's We must treat the sick. What do you mean? Anyway, and then they describe what the facilities ought to look like. And, and they are thoroughly uh, enlightened and compassionate and healthy and the rest of it and where they ought to be put uh, underutilized government land or near urban centers, but away from downtowns and residential areas, uh, industrial areas in short. And there's plenty of money to do this. In L.A. alone, in 2016, voters approved Measure Triple H, which sanctioned pro wrestling. No, not really. It allocated $1.2 billion in bonds to build 10,000 units to house the homeless. Since then, L.A. voters approved a quarter-cent sales tax increase to help the homeless. Additional hundreds of millions are coming from the state to help the homeless. Every major city in California is spending tens of millions of dollars or more on programs for the homeless, but most of the money is being wasted. Why? Because there is a homeless industrial complex that is getting filthy rich, wasting the money while the homeless population swells.
0: Well, yeah, it it clearly is not getting any results because the homeless situation is way worse than it was a couple of years ago. Right. So after spending gazillions of dollars, it's worse. Now, Now, part of it is theft. And mismanagement. And then part of it is, it, this is the great conundrum with the homeless thing. If you have effective help for the homeless, you're going to attract more. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it's
1: just, it's it's a tough one. Well, and it, there is a bit of a vicious cycle, circle, in that uh, it's the most expensive place in the country to live, save Manhattan. Um, and or, you know, part like Seattle. But as a state, California is an incredibly expensive place to live. So, uh, so you do have a lot of people who can't afford to live. I've, I've been in places I couldn't afford to live and I moved. But anyway, just to break this down, because we could spend the next hour on this. It's so good and so thorough. But I'll just hit you with breaking down some of those numbers. A uh, great example of the wasteful spending. Homeless shelter being built in Venice Beach. Famous Venice Beach, LA. Where a permanent population of over a thousand homeless have taken over virtually every public venue, including the beach. I was there days ago. It's true. Because their tents are now protected by law as private space, they not only serve as housing, but as pop-up drug retailers and brothels. Uh, to get these folks off the streets and off the beach, a 154-bed shelter has been approved by the city council. Keep in mind now, there are over a 1,000. It will be a wet shelter, meaning druggies and drunks can come and go as they please. The estimated cost for the wow. shelter is so far is eight million dollars eight million dollars to house 150 people right which equates you over can, fifty thousand dollars per bed and
0: you can spend the night go out get high drunk however you're going to do that beg money
1: steal whatever right then come back spend the night get up That yeah. is something that's right. some plan and as they ask in the california globe and we'll have a link to this piece it's absolutely terrific do you already uh hansen yeah under hot links at armstrongandgetty.com uh but nobody's asking, wait a minute, over $50,000 per bed? Why? Costs aren't that bad if you consider the cost of new construction in exorbitant, overregulated California. But this isn't new construction. It's temporary construction of very large tents on three acres of land. $8 million to put up some large tents and plumb for bathrooms and a kitchen. Uh, not only is it only capable of housing a small fraction of the homeless already in Venice, it will attract more homeless people to relocate of course. to Venice Beach. Of course. Uh, there are a couple of more examples. Uh, let me find them for you. Okay, here you go. According to an NPR report, this is nakedly progressive radio. Way left. Um, from June 2018, when voters passed Measure Triple H, they were told that new permanent supportive housing would cost about $140,000 per unit. But average per unit costs are now more than triple that. This is NPR. The PATH Ventures Project in East Hollywood has an estimated per unit cost of $440,000. That's per unit. See, that's how I have a knee-jerk,
0: instinctive reaction Against any taxes, right? Because this happens all the time with so many different
1: things. It becomes an incredibly rich giveaway to cronies. I got another one for you. This is the uh, L.A. County Flyaway Homes, a privately funded development company that's gotten on the uh, the sugar teat. Their 82nd Street development will cost $4.5 million. $4.5 To house 32 clients in 16 two bedroom, 480 square foot apartments. That's 281,000 plus dollars per two bedroom apartment. Wow. Their clients, their 820 West Colden Avenue property will cost $3.6 million to house 32 clients in eight four bedroom apartments. How are they? That's $450,000 per apartment. How are
0: they choosing when you have, if you've got, you know, a a thousand homeless people and you're going to home 150 of them. How do you choose which ones get it?
1: Well, they're years-long waiting lists. And and especially if you're into the wet shelter thing where you can be a junkie or a drunk or whatever and you don't go to the back of the line, um, you just get stuck in as a junkie at the taxpayer.
0: Because uh, unless, unless you're putting a fair amount of effort into who you put in this housing, there's a very good chance a, a lot of the people that are getting this incredibly expensive housing, th- there's no helping them at all. Right. They have no interest in getting their act together.
1: So finally, and part of the reason I'm going to enjoy presenting this to you is because Jack over there has dealt with it personally. Um, They mentioned the uh, uh, costs are utterly unsustainable. I mean, can you imagine $450,000 per unit? Um, but the homeless industrial complex has grown into a juggernaut, crushing the opposition. At community hearings across California, quote unquote, homeless advocates who are often bussed in from other areas expressly to shout down local opposition, yep. demand action because no one deserves to live on a sidewalk.
0: What the frig ever?
1: Money is squandered and the population of homeless multiplies. This is not compassion in action. Rather, it's corruption in action. And then they offer a bunch of really reasonable solutions, which perhaps we'll get to a little bit down the That's road. incredible. But it really is amazing. And, you know, I'm sorry. What time is it? Yeah, I'll just compress this very quickly. I became aware at a very early age growing up in Chicagoland that, you know, it's a predominant or, or a, there are a lot of black folks in Chicago, whatever the the property is heavily black, blah, 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 blah. blah. And uh, and. And there are there are a lot of really poor areas, poor areas, South Side, West Side, etc. And so there are tremendous uh, federal dollars, state dollars flowing into Chicagoland. Well, you get these cronies who get uh, they they run these uh, you know community organizer type organizations to help the good folks. Well, it turns out that these people skim tons of money. They have high salaries. Their people have high salaries. Everybody's getting rich. But what they do do uh, faithfully is they make sure everybody in the neighborhood turns out and votes Democrat over and over and over again. I became aware of this at an early age. And so the, the charitable industrial complex, cause it's not charity. It's, it's money taken by force from taxpayers and redistributed is, is a crony game. It's a, it's a scam that is perfected in the US of A. But the key is just a bleeding heart. Teary eyed plea for compassion. Always is. These people are utterly shameless. You're a fool if you fall for it.
0: Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty show. New for 19. AMG merch. Our latest AMG logo, tees, hoodies, and more. I am now at the Armstrong and Getty Superstore. Find it at
1: ArmstrongandGetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of. Armstrong and Getty. Ashley Tisdale says she takes men to Disneyland to break up with them. Yeah. The men say the toughest part was having to do the Nemo Submarine Voyage of Shame. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch, but good attempt. Ashley Tisdale, is that some sort of a hot uh, part, celebrity girl I'm supposed to know? I guess, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Okay. It's an expensive breakup ticket, isn't it? Do you Maybe do some... it in line because they're already depressed and want to die? <laughs> I uh, hate lines. I don't
0: know about the public breakups. I know the theory behind it. I think you're. I think you made a bad choice to get into a relationship if you think you need to be in public for safety, or they won't go as crazy Why or something. Do you think I got to end it? <laughs> well, yeah,
1: that's the thing. These things are not always clear, you know, at the beginning. That's the whole deal.
0: Yeah, I've never done. I've never done that on either end. It's always been in private. But uh,
1: I'm a I, fan of ghosting. <laughs> just stop returning calls till they figure it out.
0: I know a guy who uh, never would eat at Wendy's. is uh, a good dude, but he wouldn't eat at Wendy's because his wife told him she wanted a divorce at Wendy's. Oh man! When they were eating lunch,
1: I could see that it's just the way the brain works.
0: Something about the French fries? What do you mean? The way the brain works?
1: Well, just everything, all the visuals, the auditory, the smells. Oh, why well, you would remind you of that okay. moment? Okay. Yeah, I, I he has meant... my
0: sympathy. I thought you meant you'd s- see why she would dump him at a Wendy's.
1: <laughs> oh, well, you see a lot of handsome fellows there choking only... down their triples. It's only ninety nine cents for a frosty, and everybody feels better after a frosty. Yeah, right. I would, exactly. I would
0: be pretty unhappy if you did that to me. Don't don't do this in public, where I'm going to be clearly really upset. And, you know, and I'm in, in public and I got to drive home and just it's, it's not
1: cool. Well, and unless you're quite young and don't understand that you've been maneuvered, it's a little demeaning to understand that you've been maneuvered. Right. Well, oh, that's why we you wanted to come here? Why don't we just sit down on a... All right. Yeah, I know. I know. I, uh, is it it's funny that I don't know why it brings... Well, I know why it brings this to mind. But um, when our beloved Black Lab Onyx passed away, you know, it was a tough day. Y'all who, who love your pets, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and um, and then when we got our new dog, Baxter, and this was two years later, I happened to pull into the same parking space at the vet as when we put Onyx to sleep. And Judy and I realized it at the same time. And the rush of emotions was just like being drenched with water. And so, yeah. Could see the guy. I wouldn't even be able to look at a Wendy's.
0: That's interesting. I've just recently started to believe this sort of stuff. Witchcraft. You, uh, witchcraft. Yeah, because I know you've gotten heavily into it <laughs> and uh, human sacrifice. Right. I've right. just recently started to believe in the power of it. Light as a feather, <laughs> stiff as a board, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. What? Um, Is that um an
1: incantation or something. I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, the whole triggering mechanism of uh. uh people's places and sounds and that sort of stuff and i just i just never really bought into it that much um i did have experience uh, a couple of years ago that i was at the same hospital for a checkup long after my cancer treatment and i got out of my car i parked in the parking lot that i parked at every day when i was doing radiation for several months every single day you have to go um and i was sick at the time so here's like a couple of years later i think i get out of my car and i start shuffling along and I, why am I shuffling? I'm fine. Yeah. I just started walking the way I used to walk oh, when I would go to the the the, the radiation treatments because that's the only way I could walk then. I mm-hmm. thought that was weird. So night before last, you remember the story yesterday from me going crazy on the cookie dough? Do we? You should see our group text about it. It's
1: still rolling. <laughs> hilarious. I gained yeah. two hey, full pounds. Hey, the hippo, Jeff was hilarious, Michael. <laughs> just Glad saying. you liked it.
0: So night before last, I eat. We think the equivalent of a dozen and a half cookies in cookie right. dough. It was impressive. And I actually said to my wife yesterday, I said, I'm, I, I am seriously a little troubled by that. What happened? Why did I do that? I've never done anything like that before. I've never. It's just, why did I do that? She said, you don't know why you did that. Your son, who looks like you and has the same name, had a medical procedure just like your cancer treatment And when you were a kid, you were in the hospital all the time and had to be held down to have needles put in you. You held him down while a needle was put in you, put in him. Same thing you've gone through as an adult and a child. You don't think that might have had some impact on... Uh, a, a, a need to, like, escape or make yourself feel different or something like that. Yeah, or, you know, yeah. I thought, you know, that does actually kind of make some sense.
1: That's some so- solid analyzing right yeah. there.
0: I never even thought about it, but it makes yeah. perfectly good sense. Traumatic experiences as a child and an adult that were exactly like what he did. Right. But and I played a role in it, even.
1: Right. Yeah, extra powerful. But like so many things the social justice warrior classes inflicted on us, The idea if somebody disagrees with you, you're triggered and you're going to fall apart emotionally... I mean, it's just—it's just well. And then the other—the
0: other side of it is, I don't have to blame anybody for it. Just, well, and
1: you don't have to ask other people to alter their behavior. You're not going to have a, write an angry letter to Wendy's demanding they change their decor and get rid of the the red-haired girl and maybe come up with some brunette. I mean, it's just <laughs> you deal with it. That Here's, guy is just dealing with it. But do ah, you yes.
0: believe that sort of thing? You believe that sort of thing? That that little tale that I just spun out from my well, wife's period? Of course therian? I do.
2: No, oh, absolutely. You you really? you thought I
0: would have ne- I, that would have never crossed my mind in a million years mm. connecting those things. Oh, I don't it know if I would have been able to connect me. the dots, but having it explained makes a lot of sense. That you went through this and you sought you did something outside of the normal behavior to kind of self soothe. That makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of people do that in a lot of different ways.
1: On the other hand, I wouldn't put too much weight in that because cookie dough is frigging delicious. Right, there is that. And you just got started on the cookie dough train. Whoop,
0: whoop. It's hard to get <laughs> off.
1: Once you seriously now, I didn't have those experiences. I didn't have to, you know, do that for my child. Um, at least not recently. Um, but if there were a cookie dough in front of me, I'd gorge like a hog. So I don't there's uh, the truth to both <laughs> both explanations. Yesterday at the end
0: of uh Henry's two day infusion, then you know, then they take the thing out of your arm. What do you call that, the thing they got in your arm? You got um, a name? Yes. So they put it in yes, originally. It does. Is that also called the stint? I feel like I'm I think the st- it might be. It might be, yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so they put that in his arm a on stint? Yeah. Monday morning, and then it stays in for two days so you don't have to get jabbed twice, and they just right. tape it off and everything like that. One jabbing's plenty. But then it was time to take it off, and he insisted that he do it himself. And uh, so he undid the tape, and then he was, like, shaking and really bothered, and he yanked, pulled it out of his arm. Oh, little fella. He insisted on doing awesome. He wanted to do it himself. I don't know why, but then he was fine. Yeah, yeah. Off to the races. Wow. And so far, the medicine is really working. I'm absolutely really? amazed. Oh, oh yeah. God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So night and day difference after the first infusion last month. He and his brother played together in ways that they hadn't played together in years. Wow. Just, he hasn't been able to do that sort of thing in years. Um, it was just amazing. It's like he's a different kid.
1: Yeah. That's astounding. Is there, is one more schedule? I think or? we're doing six. Six? Yeah. Oh, golly. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. Sounds like the little lad is, you know, approaching it with more and more courage and, and it's doing some oh, good. Well, thank God for
0: modern medicine, though. That's what I got oh, to think about all kidding? the time. Or if I live in another country or different circumstances or whatever, and, and nope. you, you don't get the diagnosis and don't that, that's a kid that never goes to school and can, and a, and a human being that can never have a job. Right. And if this works the way it looks like it's going to work, he'll be in regular school, I hope. Um, at some point, maybe even next year, and be able to work a regular job, be yeah. a regular human being. But mm-hmm. without that medical care that you couldn't get in some countries or in different eras, not a chance. He has no chance of uh, being anything other than just dependent on family or the state. Right. His whole life. It's right.
1: incredible. Good it's to be little, born in a, America.
0: Yeah, it's a little sobering to think. But Oh, hell yeah, it it's is. Just, it's just, you know and got him on the right side of it. Do you get the sense that he's connecting the dots that oh, yeah. That these un, these uncomfortable treatments lead to him being able to play with his brother oh, and absolutely. lead to other good things? Absolutely. That's he knows great. the difference. He really yeah. wants to be able to go to school. He wants to be able to do all the things. He's never had a birthday party. He's he's never done all these different things that he's seen his brother do, and he, he knows that this is, could be the difference maker.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I You know, I've thought about this a lot. I haven't in a while because my kids are big, but I would have definitely lost two of my kids and maybe all three. If I'd lived in the 1800s.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just from things like an ear infection or, you know.
1: Yeah, they all had fairly rampant infections that were life-threatening, but they were dealt with. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, including, you know, the burst appendix and the rest of it. Of course, your brother, uh, your genetics are different than mine. Your brother's appendix burst, and he just gutted it out for a while. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Went to work. They
1: made him go home. (laughs) Hilarious. (sighs) Wow. That's some (laughs) stern stuff.
0: You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is
2: the best of Armstrong and Getty. (laughs) Bus Tiggis makes it illegal to camp or sleep on the streets or sidewalks. At the City Council approving the measure in front of a fired up crowd. say the ban criminalizes the homeless population. Those violating the law could be fined up to $1,000 or put in jail for six months. This is heartless and disgusting. The city of Vegas is making it a crime for a homeless person to sleep on the street. Like, what's their pitch? Oh, we don't want these homeless people because they might scare away our usual crowd of pimps and bookies, you know? (laughs) And also, how are you going to fine a homeless person? Asking a homeless person to pay a fine is like asking Nancy Pelosi to blink. It's not going to (laughs) happen. Those eyes don't close. (laughs) It's also crazy. It's also crazy that the punishment for being homeless in the street is going to be six months in jail. Like, for me, this is always the paradox of America. Because the government could be providing housing for homeless people, but instead they'd rather spend $4,500 per person to put a homeless person in prison, which is a place with a roof and a bed and a TV. That's a house. Just give them a house. Take away the bars and the toilet wine. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yay! Yay! Instead, the city's going to force the people to live in jail, and then what, at the end of the sentence, you're going to be like, okay, you're free. Do you have a house yet? It's like, no, then get back in there. Get back in there.
0: Uh, you know, he strikes in some interesting points there. That's Trevor Noah from The Daily Show last night. One being that is one of the conundrums with the homeless population, which uh, the cities, especially on the West Coast, have found out. You can't give these people tickets or whatever, or find them. Right. They just, th- they, they, they,
1: they use them for toilet paper and don't pay their fine. Then what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is, that is a challenge. You know, it's funny. He's a clever guy, and some of the jokes in there were pretty funny, but. Um he asks questions as if they're rhetorical questions when they're not. They're they're reasonable questions with specific answers.
0: Hey before you get to one of those, what was the chant there? What were they chanting? Uh, it was get? a hey hey ho ho homeless have got to go something okay. like that. And so, that's in Las Vegas? Yes. God dang it, I want to hear more of that. I want to hear more people mobilized showing up to the city council meetings because the uh the, The unicorn-riding, just living in fantasy land land crowd has been showing up to these city council meetings for years while you were asleep or doing other things and uh, and allowing this crap to happen. Yeah. And now the normal people need to show up and say, no,
1: where are they going to go? Don't care. Somewhere else. Away from me. the, The frustrating part about some of these discussions is that Trevor Noah is way down the road of certain assumptions about society. And actually, you know what? I'm going to hit Greg's email. Um, well, no, I guess I'm not. Um, as uh, he wishes to be anonymous. Nobody named Greg has written or will ever write us an email. Nothing you ever hear on the air came from Greg. You know, I tell you this. It's, it, it's funny. Everybody, the, the request for anonymity has skyrocketed in recent years. Um, And I have no idea where uh, Johnny here uh, lives or anything, but Johnny could not be a more common name. And we never use last names. So are people just like crazy paranoid? Or, I mean, Greg is practically a name as common as John. Mm -hmm. So I'm not quite sure what the concern is. The point of the email, which perhaps we'll get to later. When you've forgotten his name. Right. You know, because I I think it's actually ridiculous and silly to not go ahead with the email. On the other hand... You're a man of honor. I am a man of honor. Well said. (laughs) The Honorable Joe Getty. I will tell you this. The theme of the email is that whoever pays the bills for something uh, should be in charge of it and take responsibility for it. And it also uses one of my favorite Latin terms, in loco parentis, meaning acting as a parent. And what Trevor Noah is way down the road of is the idea that human beings... Are not primarily responsible for their own, for themselves and their own behavior. It's mostly government. Or if human beings screw up at all, government immediately should act in loco parentis, um, which is an abhorrent notion to me.
0: Well, that's one of the great liberal conservative divides of, of, it's always been weird to me because I'm built the way I'm built. But this assumption that everybody's going to try as hard as they can, everybody is trying as hard as they can. Right.
1: And so if, if nobody, their lives if, go wrong, that's almost no fault of their own.
0: Yeah, well, it's something with the system in some some way because they were trying as hard as they can and making the right decisions. And I look around and think, how? Where did you come up with this idea? But that, that's what the belief is. Well, if those people are out there on the street, you know the they've been screwed by by the world and we need to figure out a way to fix right. them and i i maybe I'm, I'm i'm probably too far down the road this way but i look at the crowd on the street and think you're a bunch of screw ups who've messed up your lives
1: get the f out of here and turn <laughs> it around and that's the way i look at. turn
0: it around but you've got those extremes and then normal people closer in the middle maybe i don't know but
1: Well, the idea that some 24-year-old junkie is merely an unfortunate and the rest of it is just absurd to me, because I've known 24-year-old junkies. They're screw-ups. They need a kick in the ass. They don't need a, a free bed.
0: And the point of jail versus regular housing... Uh, even if jail is more expensive is you want it to be some sort of deterrent or punishment or something taking away people's freedom that would make them think, I don't want to be like this anymore. I'm gonna figure out a way to straighten out my life. Right. That's that's the point of that. Right. Uh, you give people a house, well it's the same thing, jail, house, whatever. Maybe he was just trying to make a joke, I don't know. But then people think, well, cool, I'm never going to work. This is awesome. No matter what I do. I'm just going
1: to be drunk the rest of my life. The government and the taxpayer will act in loco parentis. So a great example of this, I just happened to see there's an update to a story that I read with interest and, and mentioned on the air several weeks ago. Jack, it was the Yale graduate and Wall Street worker who's ended up homeless in Los Angeles. And... The story is framed, the headline, the subhead, the the beginning of the article is framed that if a Yale graduate who was a respected Wall Street man could end up homeless, anyone could end up homeless. And, man, it lays it on pretty thick. Then you get down about halfway, two-thirds of the way through the article, and you find out that this guy quit Wall Street, and he moved to L.A. to become a gay porn mogul. And he got hooked on meth. So he's a tweaker junkie, would-be gay porn guy who lost his money when the bottom fell out of the porn business. And you're telling me that his woes are not about his life's decisions?
0: It's just, like, it's just like the New York Times article I read on the air a couple of weeks ago. They did a long story similar. Remember, it was the small who lived in the San Francisco Bay Area? Yes, recommending wines to some of the most expensive restaurants in the entire and oh, then And now man. he's living on the street. And then it mentions there somewhere he become a crack addict. Right. Yeah, he became a crack addict, and your life really changed. that has got nothing to do with me or Trump or really anything right. other than you
1: decided to become a, a start doing crack. Not talking about the the uh, mentally ill here. Just talking about the junkies. I see somebody make terrible life decisions like that. I want to make it as hard to be a junkie as I can. And they'll think, I can't do this anymore. I've got to stop. A lot of y'all want to make it as easy as you can. Food, clothing, medical care, a bed, the rest of it, these poor, unfortunate people. You're wrong. We're right. It's called enabling. Google it. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show.